Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to get started. But before we do, I want to make sure you know about something incredible about to happen, which is Sales Girl Summit. This is our very first conference. It's happening on June 12th through the 14th. Now, we've done plenty of in-person like trainings and workshops and kind of larger scale events, but this right here, my loves, this is our conference. And I'm so excited to announce some next level speakers. We're going to announce that in just a couple of weeks. But you know, being a sales girl, it has nothing to do with the item that you sell, the service that you sell, the product that you sell, the off it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with being the girl that people want to buy from, that people want to say yes to before they even know the offer. It's about being the girl that is completely like world-class and has complete ownership over her industry because of how much command she has over her message. I'll tell you what, I'm starting to believe it's not even the person who is really the best at what they do, but it's the person that's best at communicating at what they do, who ends up winning and who ends up being known as the girl to go to for blank, fill in the blank for whatever you do. And, you know, our mission is to really create world-class sales girls that can walk into a room and have in, insane command over their message, over their beliefs, and just be so irresistibly charismatic that people um, are just so drawn to them. And if that sounds like something you desire to become, the Sales Girl Summit is for you. So June 12th through the 14th at the Face Center, I've got a sneaky little hunch that once we announce our speakers, the event is going to sell much quicker um, than what most people are probably anticipating. So um, I cannot recommend enough for you to grab your tickets. I've, I've heard a few people saying that they're going to get their Airbnbs with all their sales girlfriends. And I think that is so incredibly fun, um, but they don't have their tickets yet. So I cannot recommend, like I said, enough to grab your seat. Um, hopefully there's some platinum seats left. There will probably be some VIP and then definitely, definitely general admission. Uh, so we'll link it all in the show notes below. And I cannot wait to see you there. We're going to have so much fun and do our sales girl thing. We have so many surprises for you. Ah! All right, let's go. I'll see you there in June. Enjoy the show. Hello, you are in the car with Kat today. Let's have a car chat as if you were sitting next to me on a road trip while we're driving right now. What would we talk about? What's in my brain on my heart for you? And the reason why this matters, honestly, is because having an unfiltered conversation, it really can be a moment where we just all get honest. You know, you just have those honest moments where you don't really plan what's going to come out. It just happens. And so that's what car chats with Kat are for, unofficially, honestly. And so that's what I think is going to happen today. I want to share a little bit of a personal perspective that's been happening in my life, and it's been a tough conversation that I've had to have with myself. Only recently, after a few months of dealing with this tough conversation with myself, have I really been like, oh, wow, we're all dealing with this in different areas of our life. School of Sales podcast, really specifically, we focus in on sales. How are you? Getting to that, getting to that decision with your prospect in the conversation, or how are you really converting clients? You know, 
uh, way past the transaction, but how are you getting people bought into you, to your service, to your product? And honestly, what happens when you can do that is you feel free. You feel in control. You feel like, man, I can, I can be fully what I'm supposed to be doing. I, I'll give you an example really quick and then we'll get into what's happening in my life and we'll come full circle. But I was talking to someone, she is a health coach. As part of her service, she has uh, an app. And this app is very full service app. There's workouts, there's food log, there's recipes, there is mindset talks, there is a water tracker. I mean, you have all this stuff built into this amazing app. What's happening for her is she really feels this weight and this burden to add more so that people want it. She wants to add more accountability calls, add more time management calls so that people find time to work out and they find time to cook and giving recipes so people know what to cook, even though there's already recipes in the app that people probably aren't cooking, you know. And I've talked to this person about it, and it's giving off the feeling of just a lack of control. Like, I'm not the one in control. The customer's in control. And if they want it, I have to give it to them. And it's this constant weight. Like you're dragging a bag of rocks around. It doesn't feel good at all. In fact, it feels like you're never the one that's one step ahead. And honestly, you should be if you are the professional who can guide somebody into a decision that's best for them. That's what sales is. Guiding someone into a decision that is best for them. I want to underline what decision means really quick. It means that you can help someone go all in, that their brain and their heart have completely stepped into the lane, two feet in, as some people would say, instead of straddling the fence like, oh, well, maybe, maybe I'll use the app, maybe I'll go to the Facebook group, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. No, when you help guide someone into a decision, you could guide them fully into being bought into the app. Now, I want to tell you really quick, one of the reasons why this is such a big deal is because the app is what this customer base pays for, and she feels this weight of adding more stuff for free, adding more stuff for free, adding value so that people want to work with her, and they feel like they're getting an abundance of stuff. When this is kind of a whole different topic for a different day, but that can Adding more stuff can actually be the overwhelming thing that you do. So you, the irony flips on its own self, and it, while you're trying to be more valuable, people actually feel more overwhelmed. So let's just put a pin in that, and we'll do another podcast on that. But here's my point. When you are at the mercy of your customer and what they think they want, even though you're the professional and you know what they want, you are not in control. You're not in control. When you're not in control, you can feel like a victim. And that moment right there is what I want to talk about. How many of us are honestly, if we just have a tough conversation with ourselves, how many of us are walking around like victims of our customers, victims of the corporate headquarters that we work for? victims of the compensation plan, victims of your president or CEO's decision, victims, because you feel like you're not in control. And there's a beauty here. And I want to tell you 
I want to remove ourselves from business really quick and tell you two, kind of two stories about the tough conversation I've had to have with myself lately. Back in November or so, I started doing a strength training program. And I kind of always told myself that I just, I don't lift weights. I don't really like working out. I mean, it's just kind of off the table for me. Thankfully, I hadn't gotten injured or anything, but I wasn't strong. The narrative was, oh, well, like, I get lightheaded. I'm weak. I don't know proper form. So what does that sound like to you? If we're being tough on Kat really quick, because we're allowed to be tough on me, I'll take the, I'll take all the hits and everyone can say Catherine. That sounds like weak victim talk. What do you mean you don't know proper form? Go learn it. What do you mean you get lightheaded? Go eat. Right? It's not hard. <laughs> it's not hard. And it honestly doesn't even take that much skill. I can, I mean, we could totally argue, and I would actually argue that for this example, I hope you're sticking with me, like working out, having proper form is a skill. It's kind of a muscle memory. The more you do, in fact, the trainer says this, this will feel clunky at first, and the more you do it, the smoother it is. The more you do it, the smoother it is. How nice does that sound? Like, ooh, I want it to be smooth. But you have to get the reps in for it to be smooth. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you have gone through Guide Culture School of Sales, sales skills training, you know what this means. It means that you do start clunky. You do start kind of awkward. And that is a good thing. Because if you're not willing to start awkward in something, if you're not willing to go through the not fun phase, you will never, ever get to the fun phase, ever. And I'll give you this second example that's really, I think, an even better example of this. I am now a, a working mom of two. And Carl has recently started a business. So all that to say is that there's just a lot of action, you know, in our house. It's, you know, Judah's on the move. He's 10 months old, crawling, crawling, crawling. Lucy's a big girl. She's almost, you know, she's four and a half. Carl's busy. I'm busy. Everything's great, but we're on the move. So in in a family where everybody has to eat all the time, it was almost becoming this running joke that, like, I don't ever know what we're eating. Okay, now I hope you're sticking with me again because I know this feels far removed from business, but just stick with me. Catherine didn't pack lunch at work. Oh, I don't know what we're eating. Oh, I hate cooking. Oh, I hate all this. Like, if I could just not eat, that would be great. You know, this narrative of I'm not in control. I'm not in control of this food situation, and therefore I hate it. This is so true about everything in life that requires even just 20% of skill is that you're not having fun if you're not good at it. You're not having fun if you're not good at it. In fact, you don't like it if you're not good at it. I don't know if that comes off abrasive in a culture that's like, hey, like you're perfect. You can do anything you want to do, blah, blah. Of course you can. If you're not good at something, you're not good at something. I think the reason that business can be a little bit brutal on our egos is that your customers not buying from you are telling you that you're not good at this. You're not good at this. And that's not fun. That is not fun to experience that. And so going back to the kitchen example, I, my mother-in-law who, I mean, she cooks like it's a second language and her whole process just looks so easy 
and she enjoys it. And she's been making me food and us food when she stays helping me with Judah at the house. She got me this cookbook and like a little system for how to, you know, know what groceries to get and, and all this stuff. So I've been really compliant with her system. And while it's definitely not second nature at all yet, I, I see the 1% light at the end of the tunnel. The dimmer switch has turned on a little bit. And I'm starting to see, oh, this doesn't have to be hard. This actually can be something that becomes second nature. It can be who I am to make meals. The thing that you literally have to do, you have to eat just about as much as you have to have money. Okay, these aren't options in the world. If you don't do both of those things, then your life is equally or way, way, way more hard. Okay, you're going to be sick. You're going to be like poor and relying on someone for money. Okay, none of this is good. Okay, so I'm thinking, oh, wow, this actually doesn't have to be a burden. So here's what happened. So I was telling Macy in court this at the office. And, you know, I was like, man, you know, I'm kind of getting the hang of this. It's like not that bad. And Macy's like, yeah, but is it fun? And I said, everything that's second nature is fun. Everything that's just the way you are as like a part of your life is fun. And going back to the workout example, being strong, I don't know if this is on anyone's list, but being strong is way more freaking fun than being weak. And this is coming from someone who has officially lived both lives. And I'm not even as strong as I'm going to be by any means. But feeling that dimmer switch turn on about 10 more percent over just a couple of months, two and a half months, is life-changing. And honestly, what I hope you hear in that point is that being even 1% better than you were yesterday is a version of being unrecognizable. Doing 1% better than you did yesterday is a version of being unrecognizable. If you have heard us talk about that, it basically means that you are a transformed version of yourself. And a lot of times that comes alive because of skills. Right now, I hope you are reading what I'm, like you're picking up what I'm putting down. I'm talking about strength training form skills. They make your life easier and better. I'm talking about cooking skills. Why? Because when you know how to do something that's necessary for your life and for your family, that is way more fun. You get to listen to music while you do it. You don't have to slave over the grocery store and the list and the questions and all that stuff. You can, it can be fun. It can be what you do and who you are in your business. When we, when we don't have these things, how many of us are playing the victim card? The reason I'm using these examples about exercise and cooking is not because I want anyone in particular to do these things. Do what you need to do. But it's because I know that sales skills are so life-changing, that your business can be fun again, that your conversations can feel light again, that you can help guide somebody calmly and with conviction and with passion and actually get a result out of it. Are you kidding? Like, that is fun. And I see that so clearly. But I was a victim in these other areas. I was a victim to the kitchen. I was a victim to food. I was a victim to being strong because I didn't know proper form. Like, who was I blaming? And, or even worse, who was I waiting on? Who was I waiting on? And who are you waiting on? 
Are you waiting for the next Instagram trend to make your business cool? Are you waiting to go viral? Are you waiting? Yes, there's a absolutely a level of the time game, but the time game only matters if you're putting the reps in. The time game only matters if you're getting the reps in. And if you're if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what, Catherine, I'm not having fun. My business is not fun. My conversations with the people I care about are not fun. My conversations following up with my customers are not fun. I'm not having fun. Like, maybe they're going, and you know, here's the thing. Maybe they're going well, but they're, like, pulling teeth. Like, you'd rather do anything else. That is a sign that you can actually lean into that, that resistance, that kind of, like, that eye roll moment where you're like, okay, like, let me just get through this. What if you leaned into it and decided you could be better? You don't have to be a victim of not liking it. You don't have to be a victim of not being good at it. You can actually be better at it and get the results you want to get. And faster, because, hello, how much faster can you do the things you're good at? This is, like, not complicated, but we've made it complicated. And it's so possible for you. And what's happening at the end of this month is the deadline for enrollment into School of Sales. It's the Q1, quarter one cohort that is happening. And I'm going to explain to you what you get and how you can actually have fun, get the results you want to get, and make this a part of who you are. Selling can be second nature. It can be because you put the reps in over time. You've learned a skill set. You put the reps in over time. And School of Sales is exactly meant to help you do that. That is the thing it is meant to do. It is not a business coaching. It is not a mentorship program. It is a skill set training where when you get reps in over time, you are unrecognizable 1% at a time, one day at a time. So the way that the training operates, and I highly encourage you to either sign up when you listen to this or reach out to Guide Culture on Instagram with questions about this, is you have eight weeks of training. And for those eight weeks, there is a portal where you watch the content. It is eight weeks of content, and the the content comes into your portal on a Friday. It's about two hours of content. You watch it on your own time. And it's all laid out as part of the sales process. Like, there's getting attention is a whole skill set. If you're tired of people if wondering why your posts are working or they're not working or or why can you do a trend that someone else did and it's just not working okay there's a skill set to it that you absolutely can master with reps over time okay there's 8 weeks of this so there's attention there's getting people curious there's building value so that you actually can know that what you have currently just like the the health coach with the app what you have currently is good enough And you can learn to build value of it. You can actually do less and obsess and get better results faster and have more fun. Hello. That is actually what you learned in week one. You have handling objections. You have all this content for eight weeks. Now, what's possibly the most important part is that for eight weeks, you also get individual coaching on your skills. So when you get the content that drops into your portal, you watch it on your own time, that next week, you get coached. You show up with the very specific homework that you're given, and then you get coached by your coach. You're going to be in a group of about four to seven people 
and you get to pick the time that you show up. So you'll pick, say, 10 a.m. Eastern on a Wednesday, 2 p.m. Eastern on a Wednesday, whatever the time is, okay? There's a lot of time slots. You pick your time slot, and that is your time for eight weeks. You show up to the same group with the same coach with the same people consistently. And this coach, they are trained in skills development, sales skills development. They're going to plant new skills and into your heart and into your brain. They're going to help you practice it. They're going to prune back some of the stuff that just isn't necessary. You're saying too much. You can actually say less and make it a bigger impact. And they're going to water what's already there. There's a plant water prune system to the coaching so that you feel refined and nourished in your skills development. It is such a beautiful process. And I want to encourage you when you do show up to lab to look at your coach as a skills development coach. They're not a mentor or a business coach. They are your skills development coach. And that is what they are absolute lethal in. They are incredibly lethal in getting you skills development. It's just, it's just amazing. So you get the content and you get to refine your skills for eight whole weeks. Individual coaching. This is not theoretical. This is actually happening in your life. And the best part is that you get to go practice daily. You get to go practice in your real life and then get better and better and better. Remember, you can become unrecognizable one person at a time and one day at a time. What good is it doing to be a victim to your business? To wonder why no one's messaging you, no one's commenting. That is you taking a back seat or like me right oh I don't know what to cook I never know what to cook like we as human beings have a responsibility to learn and to grow and the nice thing about these examples is that they are skills not every single thing in life is skills but a lot of things are and when you can look at your life and say where can I make my life more easy more fun and leverage who you are. Sales skills is a huge one. Have more fun, get better results in the conversations that you're having. It is so incredibly possible for not only the end of February to look completely different because you've started school of sales, but by the end of the year, there's no telling. There's no telling because after school of sales, you can join guide culture Academy and you can remain in practice. You can remain in these skills. In fact, once you graduate from your eight weeks, you have the option of joining Academy and doing 12 weeks. You get to do it again because refinement happens with reps over time. And I know I've said the word victim a few times and all this. The, the best part is that you feel in control. Like you can be in control of your results. It can start to become more predictable. The better you get, the more you can predict it. And you get to have fun doing what you love to do. And actually, maybe you've fallen out of love with what you do. You can fall back in love with what you do because you're good at it. And everyone loves what they're good at. And it's possible for you. You don't have to be born this way. You don't have to get lucky. You don't have to wait for the next trend. You can take control. And if this impacted you, just message us the word control Message us the word control at Guide Culture and say, hey, I want to have a conversation about this. Is your situation, is it the right fit at the right time for you to do school of sales, for you to get into the driver's seat of your business? 
would love, love, love nothing more than to talk to you about that. If you are ready to sign up, go ahead and enroll with the link in the show notes. And we just can't wait to welcome you, for you to get coached, for you to be unrecognizable one day at a time.